Hello, and thank you for joining us here on The Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani, joined as always by my trusty sidekick, my partner in crime. Really, the best way to describe this person is my everything. It's at Eric Delala. Phil, great to be with you two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row we've done this. <laughs> kind, of, kind of odd, given the uh, circumstances, but... It's true. Nice to get back in a rhythm here. What are those circumstances? Russell Wilson's on the Broncos. That's true. Still true. Are you? Have you come down off your high a little bit? Yeah, it's, I'm, little... I've, it's kind of sunk in a little bit. Got it. Back to earth. This is kind of the lull before the draft. Got it. But these, Phil, these guys are going to be here very soon. I was going to say, you probably came back down to earth, and then you saw – him like throwing a bomb to Corlin's son, and then you just went out of control again. Yeah, he's painting the end zone in his backyard. I mean, <laughs> this guy thinks of everything. He does. What a backyard, huh? Is that pretty, yeah. pretty nice? I, I assume that's if, his backyard, right? If everybody's seen the video, you know, Russell Wilson got Corlin's son together, Tim Patrick, uh, KJ Hamler was there, uh, Andrew Beck was there, I believe. Lloyd S- Cush- Sir. Sir Lloyd Cushenberry III was there. Yeah. Um, Albert O. Albert O. was there. It was um, some backup cues. Down, yeah, some backup QBs. Cues. I think we say QBs. Now. I think we say QBs again. Yeah. Pour one out. Oh, gosh, it's kind of sad, but um, I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because of course Drew Locke's in cues. Right, and he's now he's a quarterback for. Um, was it was it Seahawks? Was that was it the Seahawks? So I think that's. What I it think was. it was. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting fact, he is wearing Paxton Lynch's number that Paxton wore in Seattle. Well, he was uh, doing a press conference that uh, I didn't want to wear number three out of respect for uh, Russell Wilson. He said that he knew some things about legacies, building a legacy. He said, like, you don't wear 18 in Indianapolis. You thought that was a little bit of I a shot. I thought that was a shot because, of course, you don't wear 18 in Denver. Well, I, I just chuckled. He said – he said – I don't want people to think of Russell Wilson and Drew Locke if I wear three. And in my head, I'm just like, that's quite the step to make. He said you don't wear 12 in Green Bay. Yeah, because, of course, that's the number Brett Favre wore. And then he said, I don't want people to think of that. That's a joke. Yeah, that's true. Favre. Favre is number four. Yeah. But then uh, he was like, yeah, I don't want people to think Russell Wilson and Drew Locke. Right. So he's going to wear number two. Yep. Which, of course, Paxton Lynch famously wore in Seattle. Infamously. In the preseason. <laughs> when he yeah. tore the Broncos up. He had a nice little game. That he did. Time. Yeah, he had a nice game. It did not translate. Man. What were we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Russell Wilson. We got Russell Wilson. He's down in uh, San Diego there throwing, throwing the ball around, and it looked like a really just a nice time. What does uh, Ron Burgundy say about what San Diego means? I don't think. I think he said that uh, it got lost in uh, translation got over it. the years. Got Nobody it. really knows. Nobody really knows. Yeah, I think. I think that's what he said. Okay, I'll maybe I'll go back and you have to watch. Go the movie. back and you check. Watch the movie. Yeah. Um, but that looked like a nice little uh, space that he had set up there. Yeah, very nice. Nice to see those guys working. Of course, not a big deal, Phil. But uh, Jerry Judy was not there. No, but it, I believe that Jerry Judy posted that he had a baby. Did he post that? He posted like some like an emoji of like a, a man holding a little baby. So, <laughs> so like, and you you decipher those. Like, like, either there's a large person holding Jerry Judy, <laughs> or or baby. It's Jerry Judy holding a baby. Which interesting. 
That's what I thought. There was some speculation that his mom was sick. He said that's not he the said case because there were some get well soon mom balloons. Yes. It's been like a, it's what a little a, bit of a, a little investigation, yeah, some yeah. conspiracy theories. Yeah, I feel like um, like yeah. we're like the Hardy Boys. You ever read those? Yeah, yeah. yeah not a say, not a sponsor, but you go on some deep message boards. Yeah, to find out what's going on. What's with going on duties, with the emojis? With the emojis, yeah. The way I interpret it is he had a baby. Interesting. I don't know, I don't know that. Probably not him. Fact. He probably didn't have it. Do you? You're not allowed to say that, huh? Like, oh, I yeah. had a baby. Because, like, I had a baby eight months ago. Yeah. And I was like, I had a baby. And people are like, I have a baby. <laughs> but I didn't physically have a baby. Right. My wife did. But yeah. I didn't. I don't know. You gotta but walk but not, a big, not a big deal, not a big deal that, that he's he was, not there. Yeah, Plenty of time during voluntary workouts, during he training is. camp, preseason games. He's got a lot of times. I mean, I don't know how long, if they were just there that one day, Phil, if they are there longer. But you're probably catching what, like? Maybe Corlin Sutton caught twenty yeah. passes from Russell I think Wilson. It's more of just like bonding, yeah, building that chemistry a little bit. You know, yeah. it's like we toss around the old pigskin out, yeah. out back sometimes. We just go right out onto the practice field, yeah. You know? And I'm like, Phil, twenty yard out, go. Yeah, and you're like, okay, give give me an option route. Here. And I'm like, go just, go sit in the porta potty. Yeah, settle. Shut the door. Do you want to win? <laughs> yeah, you know that's what you say. Um, of course, Peyton Manning went to Duke with the guys, right? Russell Wilson was like, "Why don't you just come over to my house in, in San Diego?" I don't know which one would you. Well, I'm a North Carolina That's boy true. at heart, Phil. So, so you don't like San Diego? Is that I'm not saying, saying I don't like San Diego, but I, you know, you go back to the East Coast, get some cookout, not a sponsor. You gotta get you a go, cheer wine, uh, not a sponsor. You go back to south, down south. Yeah, the south yeah. slash East Coast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nice to see those guys out and about. Yeah. Get your kind of first glimpse of – nice to see K.J. Hamler doing a yeah. little bit of stuff. That's true. He's he, working his way back. I think he's a little underrated in terms of what he brought to the offense. Didn't catch a lot of passes, but in opening things up. Yeah. yeah. He runs fast. Yeah, he does. Really fast. <laughs> um, Eric, let's talk about what we're going to talk about on the show. Okay. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about. Not actually what we're – Right. We don't want to talk. I get confused about this sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A little bit of a preview, if you will. Mm. Um, I would say that free agency is coming t- to a close here. L- little by little here is pretty yeah. much – Of course, the Broncos brought in Kwan Williams. Uh, he signed on uh, – was it Wednesday? Wednesday. I that he signed. But really, it's coming to a, a nice little landing spot here where it's coming to a conclusion. I want to know what work do the Broncos still need to do? Maybe some a couple of extra signings here, maybe focus on the draft. What areas of need remain? Mm, okay. Makes you think a little, huh? Well, you're not asking me now. You're just saying you'll no, ask that's me that what we're gonna, I'll, I'll be Got asking it. you okay. later. And then also, Eric, speaking of running fast, a cheetah runs pretty fast. Uh-huh. Tyreek Hill. Gone. He ran away. Gone. He scurred. I heard he ran all the way from Kansas City to Miami. That'd be far. Yeah, but he did it pretty fast. Yeah. It's far and fast. You think, anyway, he's, you think he's scared? He's no longer in the division. I think what happened was that he heard about Sertan working out, getting better and better. Yeah. And he was like, I don't want to. Sertan again. Yeah, Pat Sertan again. Yeah, right. He got nervous, I think, is what I heard. Yeah. So he was like, I got to get out of the division. That's what I heard. I don't know. Anyway, the division looks quite a bit different. It does. Than maybe a couple months ago. 
I think, yeah, I mean, we'll get to it. Certainly much different than the end of last year. This division, I'm wondering how you think it's stacking up. Who's the best team right now in the division? And uh, what makes you, what keeps you up at night? You know, that's what I, you know, does something happen that keeps, that you're like, can't I can't sleep. sleep. I can't sleep. Can't sleep. Yeah. yeah. You got nightmares maybe. Ooh, who, yeah. What's the hypothetical baby that's crying that won't let me sleep? Yeah, hypothetical. Yeah. yeah. Jerry Judy, maybe he's not sleeping too much with these days. The emojis are keeping him up? Yeah. It's possible. <laughs> I haven't seen these it's emojis. Possible. Where was this? Twitter, Twitter Instagram? Yeah, on Twitter, yeah. How do you – you know, his thing says that Jerry Judy and it has like a little four. Yeah. How do you do that? How do you get <laughs> I that? don't even know what you're talking Are about. Are you looking it up right now? Yeah. This is, a, of course, an audio We're on YouTube. Medium, People can except see. Except if you're watching on oh, I see. the Broncos YouTube page right now, you can – See me on see my phone. On his phone, not paying attention. So yeah, he tweeted an emoji of, of <laughs> an emoji of someone holding a baby. Yeah, and then he also that. tweeted March twenty third, comma March twenty seventh. So that could be like the because he of course has a different kid. Oh, you like think a, the birthday of, of the other kid Maybe is March twenty seven? Well, it's possible because March twenty seven, of course, has not happened this year. Yeah. So, so yeah. Maybe something's happening in a few days. <laughs> like he had a premonition? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah, he saw the future, huh? That's just how I interpret it. Okay. I think that that's a good interpretation. Um, like I was saying, if you could, watch, you could watch us on the Broncos' official YouTube page. That's right. While you're there, just go ahead and smash the subscribe button. Do it. Or you could listen to us on, uh, what, Apple Podcasts? Spotify, Spotify TuneIn, Stitcher, TuneIn, Stitcher yeah. Google Play. We haven't really done that one in a while. Where Google where Play? Find, no, where do you find the podcast? Oh, yeah. We've just been getting right into it. People sort of know where to find the podcast. Right? <laughs> yeah. The you know thousands, I mean? the where millions. find the podcast, that's where we are. Right. Yeah. That's true. If you have a comment, though, like say you listen to the show and you're just like, these guys. Are so good. So good. Their voice sounds so nice. Their haircuts are too good. Let us know about it. You can get in touch with us directly. At Eric Delilah with an A, at Phil Milani with a PH. That's on Twitter. That's right. And those are um, non traditional spellings. Non traditional spellings. That's right. Of course, Phil is. Uh, yeah, F I L L normally. Normally, yeah. Um, how else can you get involved? Well, you could leave an email at neutralzoneshow at gmail.com. We'll read it. We will. Yeah. John Jornod, he sent an email. Andy Maines. Andy Maines sent an email. Jeff Flanagan, he's. He was a little hurt. What did he say? Well, because we referenced our fan out in, in California. Uh-huh. Maybe he was at Russ's house. He could have been at Russ's house. And, uh, you know, of course. We I want to know who was we, filming we, that video. We gave him a little bit of a hard time. You want to know? Yeah, it could have been Flanagan. <laughs> Be good. I want to know. We, of course, gave Jeff a little bit of a hard time. Said, oh, who even is that guy? Because he hasn't sent us an email in a long time. And he said, guys. That hurt me. Well, I'm sorry. Jeff, we're just kidding around. We're just joking, of course. But yeah, John Jornon, of course, he said, I took the little shot at him about being a Seahawks fan now. And he thought that's something He I said would something have. Phil would do. John, I would never. we're just kidding. We welcome you back to... I would never, NZ Nation. Is this back to being wide receiver heaven, like Emmanuel Sanders once said? Uh, I think we got to just wait and okay. see. You know. Yeah. Maybe like, maybe you can see the light. Because when, when Emmanuel joined... That was right off of the greatest statistical season right. a quarterback has ever had. Of so course. Like, 
I think that's why he said wide receiver heaven. Yeah. He, of course, agreed to terms with the Broncos while he was in Kansas City. Good play. That is that's sort of a that's tremendous. Yeah, I, I like that. that. Yeah, me too. Or you can leave a voicemail, Phil. 707 neutral. Neutral. We'll play it right here on the air. You don't have to talk to anybody, which is nice. Straight to voicemail. Straight to voicemail. No Ben Swanson at all. No. Brandon from Iowa. Yeah. He loves voicemails. How does Brandon start his? Hey, fellas. That's right. Hey, the, guys. Uh, or we get a gentleman. Gentleman. Tom Agnetti. From Tom Agnetti. Yeah, that's true. They like to leave voicemails, but you don't have to talk to Ben Swanson. It just beeps. You leave your message. Yeah. We play it on the air. I do have uh, some... Sad news, maybe. Uh-oh. I'm not sure if AJ. Oh, he's gone. I believe that he AJ's, may no longer AJ's be a part gone. of NCAA. AJ's blocked the neutral zone from. Yeah. AJ will be now on like Fins Up or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know what their podcast is called, but yeah, the Miami, Miami Dolphins, Dolphins podcast, podcast Network. Yeah, our our friend of the podcast, Travis Wingfield. Yeah, he's he does theirs. He does theirs. Yeah. And he's going to be getting a lot of calls from AJ. A lot of calls from AJ. We, What's we, a Tua? Why is Tua playing? He's probably pumped about Tyreek. the Dolphins loading up for Teddy. Tyreek. Uh, they got Waddle. They got some speed. It was interesting. Teddy was asked, you know, have you been told you're going to be the backup? He, he said, I don't want to get into that. Ooh, what does it mean? <laughs> Broncos fans, do you think Broncos fans are going to be paying attention? Okay, I want to see what happens in Seattle. I want to see what happens in Miami. I think more so in Seattle, just because yeah. you, you, Broncos drafted Drew Locke. Yeah. A lot of people still think that there's this potential there. Yeah. A lot of people do. A lot of people. Not everybody. It'll be interesting to see what happens in Seattle. They could, of course, draft a quarterback, too, if they want Yeah, they to. could trade for Baker Mayfield. Um, I think that the Seahawks, I think they have the ninth pick now. They do. How do they get? How do they get that? Russ. Oh, oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Should we get into this, Phil? Okay, yeah, I think so. Now that we've got all the ways, now we can officially get into it. Let's ride. And, um, oh, you want to let's ride? Right? <laughs> yeah, you like okay, that? Yeah, let's say that one more time. Let's ride. Beautiful. Okay, our first topic here, Eric. The first wave. I'd say the second wave. Of free agency, it was, they've come. It was. It was kind of like oh, a God. a big wave, and then like a, a second. Smaller, faster wave. Like it, it was right yeah, after yeah. that wave. Yeah, exactly. Like if you were out in the ocean and you missed that first one, you just yeah, you could get the second one right you, away. You could get the second one, and then if you missed that one, you're waiting. You're just out there now. But if you caught that first wave, you were you you're weren't, back at shore. You weren't, but you weren't getting back in time for that second wave because it came quick. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It was all sort of. It was like one point, one point five wave. One, yeah, I don't. I don't really it's know. Kind how of like to a one point five. Yeah, maybe. yeah. It came by pretty quick. Anyway, Eric, the Broncos have brought in a lot of players. You know, of course, uh, the notables, uh, Randy Gregory, DJ Jones, made the trade for uh, Russell Wilson. But then they've brought in some other pieces here, uh, filling out this roster. There's going to be some competition going on. My question to you is, what work does George Payton and company have left to do? Yeah, and let's let's not forget K1 Williams because you did mention that. I think that's a I think that's a big signing to me that could end up being he's going to play a lot of football he's going to be on the field a lot and he blitzes a lot forces a lot of fumbles he's a guy that i think could really make an impact so i wouldn't count him among like those secondary guys even though he signed a little later but yeah i mean what is left i think you've still got to find at least one more guy to either compete at right tackle or to or to be that right tackle you sign tom compton who you know he's going to compete 
kind of at a bunch of different spots, it sounds like. Yeah. You signed Calvin Anderson to a one-year deal. I think I'd be more comfortable with someone either with a lot of veteran experience or in the draft if you say, hey, one of these tackles is falling, we're going to take him with our second-round pick, and we're going to kind of view him as the future. future. That would make me more comfortable at right tackle. I don't think they're done there yet. Got it. And, of course, maybe uh, after the draft, maybe there's some guys who are still out there that you could say. Of course. Uh, the draft went a certain way. Now let's bring you in. Of course. So the Bronco- okay, right tackle, you think? Yeah, the Broncos, of course, reportedly – Brandon Shell, I believe. Yes. Reportedly had him in for a visit. Our friend Mike visit. Liss of the show was reporting that. Yep. A lot he was reporting a lot. <laughs> Mike knows a good thing. You get a little nibble. You hop Mike on that just train. keeps – he reels it in. Yep. So maybe he's an option. We'll have to see. So that's one that stands out to me. I do still think edge rusher remains – I don't know if it's like the biggest priority, but I think it's still a need just because Bradley Chubb's entering the final year of his contract. He has struggled to stay healthy at times. You don't know quite what you're going to get from Randy Gregory, even though those two guys are going to start. Yeah. But again, if if there's a – a veteran guy and you're you're saying hey we're really gonna go for this and some of it is does george payton view this as like hey we got a really good chance to win it all this year let's go all in or does he view it as hey we got some time over the next four or five years we got a big window here with russ let's just be a little bit pragmatic maybe you don't sign a a top tier guy that's left and and you go in the third round and say you know mel kuyper from espn pointed out a nick bonito from oklahoma He's a guy that... George Stoya? Is that what exactly, exactly. George Stoya said he's a great... Friend of the show. Yeah. George, I actually texted George Stoya about this, and I said, how good is this guy? And he said, he's great. He's the best player on Oklahoma's defense. And, and I, the and best I, player in the draft. <laughs> well, and I said, is the best player on a, Pac- on a Big 12 defense? Is, does that even mean anything? Yeah. What so did he say? He kind of got hurt. He him. got grumpy. He stopped texting me back. So edge rusher is probably an area because you got Jonathan Cooper there. Yeah. Not exactly sure if Malik Reed will be back or not as we're recording this. Yeah. So you do have – there's like a question mark there. A question mark there. Inside linebacker I think is still, you know, an interesting – Resigned Josie Jewell. Yep. Signed um, Alex Singleton yep. from the Eagles. There's some conflicting reports maybe about, is he going to compete for a starting job? Mm. Is he going to be a special teams guy and kind of like a depth player? Mm. Our friend Mike Clissigan reported Baron Browning might move to edge rusher. Mm. Which maybe then you don't need an edge rusher and you need an inside backer. I'm interested to see who ends up starting next to Josie Jewell. Yeah. Of course, Baron Browning came on late last season. Had a nice year. Pretty well. Um but, of course, different coaching staff coming in. Maybe they see f- people fitting in differently. Well, and his athleticism was really clear. And yep. so if you see a guy that, you know, maybe in a nickel package he can play inside, but then you can bring him. George Payton talked about those waves of edge rushers. Yeah. Maybe you can use his athleticism as an outside guy. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Vic Fangio kept him inside. Struggled a little bit, I think, when Justin Hollins was here. Similar type guy, inside outside. Inside outside. They never really figured out what to do with him. Yeah. He then went to L.A. with Brandon Staley, yeah. where of course Ajiro Evero was there. Who? Ajiro Avero. Avero, yeah. Avero. They call him Coach E. Coach E. Let's just stick with that. So they call him. He went to uh, L.A. And they found a spot for him outside, and he's been a pretty decent depth rusher for them. So maybe. Coach E says, hey, we're going to view 
kind of Baron Browning is a little bit of a more athletic Justin Hollins. Put him out there on the edge, see what he can do. Yeah, I think you could say that. I mean, he did play pretty well. Yeah, no, of course he did. Yeah. Um, so maybe he's uh, got some versatility that allows you to do some. A Micah Parsons. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> um, Having a guy like that, though, is quite the weapon, though. Of course, you know, yeah, if you just, can move a guy around. Yeah, you a guy where you're like, where's Baron? Because I don't know what the heck's about to happen. Yeah. That's Brandon, I think our friend Mike Kliss called him. <laughs> My... Oh, boy. Mike struggles okay. with the names. So inside linebacker, I agree with you. Uh, Alexander Johnson is still out there. Um, Kenny Young is still out there. Have not... they, they did tender Jonas Griffith, who I, I think they're actually high on. He yep. played pretty well there at inside backer. I'd be surprised if he starts, but certainly a good – you want to have four guys there, I think, four or five, if depending on what you're doing, yep. with special teams who you can really trust to play. Yeah. Because the Broncos got to a point last season, Phil. It was not good. They ran out of guys. Before they traded for Kenny Young and before Baron Browning came back, it was like, who the is this? The cupboard was bare. The cupboard was bare. Yeah. People were getting dragged into the end zone by Case Keenum. Yeah. It was not good. That was not good. Case, so, uh, Case, Case Keenum. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I view those three spots. Right okay. tackle, inside linebacker, outside linebacker. It's kind of maybe the, the main focus areas, but yeah. there's – there's other spots backup too, of course. Backup running back, I was going to ask you. Backup running back, I could see him drafting somebody. I mean, Melvin is still out there as we're recording this. He has not Might signed be with a anybody. Too expensive. I would, I would say well, but the point. longer you're out there, that's you true. just kind of wonder what. That's true. Maybe what's going on? I don't know. So maybe you draft somebody in a kind of day day three guy to come in and be behind Javante, because I do think there's something to the fact that you have Mike Boone, of course, who looked decent in that Kansas City yeah. game. Had had a little bit of explosiveness, and I just I always think about the money, Phil. It all it all comes down to money. Mike Cliss taught me that. He said you always follow the Look money. Look to the money. Look to the money. When the signing bonuses come out for undrafted free agents, that's Mike is that's dialed in money. on the money. Yeah. And I wonder, Look do you want to pay a running back more than your starter in Javante Williams? Mm. That to me creates a little bit of tension. You think tension? Huh? Oh, so I'm just interested to see what they do there. Of course, they address backup quarterback, I think, with Josh Johnson. Yep. Him or Brett Rippon, it seems like, will be the backup quarterback. Yep. They probably need another tight end. Yeah, I was going to say. I wonder if Trey McBride falls to the end of the second round. I wonder mm. if that's – I don't think it's a big enough need to do that. Yeah, that would be – But he's a heck of a player. Yeah. I don't think it's enough of a need that I would spend that pick yeah. there. But yeah. if but he's the best player – Yeah. yeah. Um, Probably another corner, I think. Okay. Safety, you got to figure out, is J.R. Reed or Caden Stearns, are those guys going to start next to Justin Simmons? Do you want a veteran? Some of these, some of the time, Phil, you like see training camp start, and then you see these veterans who haven't found a home yet, and they're like... They don't really want to do training camp all right. the way. Well, and they're like, oh, well, the Broncos are... Uh, they're loading up. Like, maybe yeah, that could be a good place. You know, somebody gets hurt in training so, camp, you come in... It, Kareem Jackson did tweet that he'd love to come back to Denver. Of course. Uh, maybe there's a way that they can figure that out. Um, comes down to money. What's available? I will say I'm not like I'm not panicked about no, no. any of these spots. Yeah, I don't think anything's like, oh, my gosh, what are they going to do? No. But there's areas that maybe it's a little bit of a question or it could, get, it could just 
need a little bit of a boost. Right. And when we talked about those positions, the reason I brought up right tackle, inside and outside backer, because those are where my, my questions are biggest. Yeah. They've addressed those spots, but I'm still like, well, who is going to block for us out there? Who is going to fill the middle of that defense? Who's going to rush Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert? Those are, yeah. those are kind of the questions that I have. And so yeah. those are the three spots. I'd be really, I'd be surprised if the Broncos don't add at least one more tackle yeah. and at least one more edge rusher via the draft or some, some, some sort of avenue. Yeah. I, I could see them going into the draft being like, okay, we've taken care of our, I think, I think what the Broncos have done is they can do, they're flexible in the draft now, yeah. I would say. Uh, they they can do a McBride if he comes up, or like uh, they can address a, a lot of different areas in the draft. But um, I think then after the draft, maybe there's going to be some guys that they're going to go out and get. Right, you know, you can fill in with some CFAs if there's guys that you like. We tend to yeah. see an undrafted free agent here or there come in. But there's some veterans, like even like a Bobby Massey is still. Just yeah, of course. You know, you could bring in and he could start for you right there, right tackle. So, right. Um, so I, th- that's where you would say those three positions, and then we'll see. There's maybe some. Yeah, like, and listen, it's not or, the. It's, this is not a unique problem to the Broncos, where you like still have after free agency some needs to fill. But yeah, nobody's roster is just like 100 no. loaded from top to bottom. I mean, you look at the Chiefs, for example, and we'll get to this, but like you look at wide receiver, and you say, Ooh. "There's some talent there, but they got a lot of questions there." Yep. So, you know, the Chargers this at inside linebacker. No. But I think just generally there's some concern. Yeah. Not big concern, but some concern. Eric, let's move on to topic number two here now. We're talking about the rest of the AFC West. This thing is a little bit out of control, I would say. It's probably the best division in football, certainly in the last 20 plus years, I would say, is yep. the, um, the AFC West now. But a departure of a major player. On Wednesday, Tyreek Hill reportedly heading to Miami. Yeah, and I, there's a lot of people that are saying, you know, the Chiefs were smart to make this move. It's going to give the Chiefs flexibility in the future. You know, like they're going to have more cap space to put pieces around Mahomes. They're still getting rid of a really good football player, Phil. A unique talent, I would say. Is a- and it's not just that he's fast. It's not just that he's uh, gets open. Like, he just – he has kind of like this – this impact on games where in, in a second you're just like, ugh, like we yeah. we held him for so long and then they just make this one play and so many times that's a Tyreek Hill yeah. from Patrick Mahomes. Of course, the peace sign has been flashed a ton both here in Denver in Kansas City. I think George sent him a peace sign. <laughs> I, so I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't. I think this is going to really impact them and. Listen, you can get all the draft picks you want. You still got to pick good players. And to find somebody like Clyde Edwards Elaire, for example, mm-hmm. they picked him in the first round. He's been fine, but he's not been. Injury. Yeah, some he's injuries. had some injuries. Yeah. He's not been spectacular by any means. Damien Williams there has been, was kind of the guy, even though yep. he was not, didn't have the, the pedigree of Edwards Elaire. So listen, you can have picks. You can have cap space. You still got to go find the players. And I'm always a little hesitant to kind of give up a known guy that you know is really good. And listen, Phil, their core for a long time now has been Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey. And yeah. those are the three guys that kill you every time. And you've now taken that away. So if you're the Broncos, do you say, well, now we're just going to double Kelsey and we're just going to see, hey, can Mecole Hardman, can he beat us? Yeah. I'd say, like, when you think about facing the Chiefs, 
I think priority number one is don't let Tyree Kill beat you. Right. And that's gone now. Yeah. And I would say when you look at Kansas City, the combination of Hill and Kelsey worked so well together because Kelsey was taking the lid off the defense and uh, Hill was taking the, the lid off and Kelsey was cleaning up underneath. So the, two, the whole thing just was working really nicely together. And so now they don't have that anymore. It's going to be a little bit easier to defend, I would say, without having a, that deep, deep threat. And there are plenty of fast guys in the NFL. You know, KJ Hamler is really fast. There's fast guys everywhere. None of them are quite like Tyreek, though. No. You know, and Andy Reid always did a great job of finding ways for him to get open. And they have a creative offense where some misdirection stuff, and boom, all of a sudden one of these guys is wide open. They don't have that right now. And uh, the last thing I'll say about it, Eric, is a move like this makes me wonder where the Chiefs are right now because teams that are, like, going for another Super Bowl run here tend to not say goodbye to players like Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Well, I mean, they think with Patrick Mahomes their window is huge, and, like, they think even without Tyreek we'll be in the playoffs, we'll have a chance, we'll see what happens. It is interesting because for as good as the Chiefs have been in this division, and they've dominated it, Phil, for yeah, the last six, six years, they've won one Super Bowl. Yeah. And they've been to two, but you let go of a guy like Tyreek, and all of a sudden you could look up, who knows what happens, but this division is much more competitive now. You could look up in a few years and be like, wow, for as good as Patrick Mahomes is, for as good as the Chiefs were, they had one Super Bowl in yeah. this, you know, it's been what, six, five years since Mahomes got there? Yep. You look up and you say, well, the, the for a Broncos fan, the longer you go where they only have one, yeah. the better. And this certainly this year doesn't help them get closer to that. You talk about Tyreek. He's not just fast. He's built. Yeah. He has a lot of experience in that offense. He didn't miss much time at all with injuries. Yeah. He's available. I mean, this is – I'm really interested to see how their offense changes because, yeah. you know, they don't win that Super Bowl without Tyreek no. running wasp. Yeah on third and 15 or whatever it was. What was it, two years ago? He had like 100-plus yards, three touchdowns in yeah. the first quarter of a yeah. game. I mean. And Travis Kelsey, I think he's 32. He's getting up there. to get a little older. I mean, of course Patrick Mahomes is really good, but we're about to find out, I think, over the next couple of years, what is he like without – because Tyreek – do you think Tyreek Hill's a Hall of Famer? Uh – in that not, maybe not at this point. Not at this like, point. Travis Kelsey is a definitely a Hall of Famer. Yeah, Travis Kelsey is. And so you're going to look at Patrick Mahomes and say, okay, well, without your two most dynamic threats, what can you do when the pieces around you aren't as good? And this is what yeah. this is what happens when you pay your quarterback that much. Yeah, like that's another thing we were going to talk about. It's just like, gosh, you always wondered, okay, when when is the system of the NFL going to catch up to the Chiefs? And for so long, they were able to find ways to keep some of these defensive guys, uh, you know, f just to make them happy. And you've had these pieces, and you're like, gosh, how are the Chiefs doing this? They load up on the O-line, and you're like, how do they do that? Right. You know, but now it's like, oh, they come back to reality a little bit. We'll find out just how good Patrick Mahomes is. You know, I wouldn't say, like, oh, they're done now. No. But it is an interesting move if you feel like you're going for the Super Bowl. You don't normally say goodbye to a player like Tyreek Hill, but um, we'll find out now. And, uh, you know, they got rid of Tyron Matthew, yep. which I think they added Justin Reed from the Texans, but yep. but Tyron Matthew is a special player really too. Yep. He he has that same sort of impact on a game where you're like, 
I got to know where Tyron Matthew is. He makes plays. Super competitive guy. Had the Broncos number for a long time. He still hasn't signed anywhere, so it'll be interesting. Yeah. Oh, Denver, you think? It could be interesting. Gosh, yeah. um, he would be a guy I would love to have on this oh, team. Oh, yeah. He's just – yeah, he's a good player. But I looked at that, and I was like, okay, well, I still think the Chiefs are the team to beat in the AFC West. Yeah. Without Tyreek, I don't know that I – I don't know. They could still obviously win the division, but I don't think there's a gap anymore between them and the Broncos and the Chargers. Certainly not the way it was where you were just like, how how do you stop this team? Right. Now, now it's a little bit clearer. Like I think if you told me, like, hey, the Chiefs are going to finish 10-7 uh, and seven and be third in the division, you could believe that. I'd buy it. Yeah. I'd yeah. buy it. Yeah. And I think that that speaks to how good the division is. Yeah, of course. Uh, I think probably the biggest move was Russell Wilson coming to the Broncos. But Most definitely. right behind that is the trade that the Raiders made for DeMonte Adams. Yeah, and that, that gives them a big-time player in addition to – I mean, they might have the best receiving core in the division. They've got the best offensive weapons, I'd probably say. Because you've got Hunter Renfro in the slot, who is incredible. Darren Waller, who's really good at tight end. Had a little bit of a down year, I guess, last year, but still – because he missed a lot of games. Yeah. But still a really he good, is. really incredible player. And Derek Carr can get those guys the ball fast, doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. Uh, they're going to be good on offense. Josh Jacobs, yeah. depending on what he kind of does. If he's healthy. Of course, he like ran over the Broncos, but otherwise didn't have yeah. a great season. But, yeah, they're they're really good on offense. I mean, I everyone's talked about, like, hey, the AFC West is really good now. Yeah. AFC West was pretty good last year too. Yeah, but they're even better now. They're only it's only better because the Broncos had a Russell Wilson and now all four teams are really competitive. Like the Raiders, of course, made the playoffs and pushed the Bengals at home. Yes. The Chargers had, almost made the playoffs. They had some games where you're just like like they lost to Houston. Yeah. I think they got blown out by Houston. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah. But they went to Cincinnati and blew out the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah. And of course they, you know, I don't know how much Khalil Mack has left in the tank, but they and added him. That's that's a really good that's edge rushing really duo. Um, Sebastian Joseph Day on their defensive line is an underrated pickup. They had J.C. Jackson to yes. play in the slot. You know, Derwin James, of course, has struggled to stay healthy, but when he's healthy, he's as good as anybody. Yep. That's going to be a good team. And they're kind of – last year the defense was really not good, which is surprising given Staley. that Brandon Staley is supposed to be this – defensive-minded head coach yep. he's now got some more pieces in place yep. where you'd expect them to be better so i mean top to it's interesting because if i look at just rosters top to bottom you might say the chargers have the best roster overall okay, let's yeah let's go through it what who's who's got the best team on paper right now in the afc west so i'm gonna it's two different questions for me because i think there's a roster with the quarterback and then there's like roster without the quarterback Let's do with the quarterback. Just so looking with at the, the team. I think the Broncos think are right. The best team. Have the best team overall when you consider the caliber of the quarterback this year. Because I would take going into this year, I'd rather have Russell Wilson than Justin Herbert. Yeah, I think that, that that's fair. That's Russell fair. Wilson has proven it. He's been to the playoffs. He's played in these big games. He has a lot of game-winning drives. Herbert just had some games last year where you're like, this should not be happening. Yeah. When you have this caliber of quarterback. I would say one of the differences that, um, and I don't know this to be a fact, but it seems like Russell Wilson is more of that demands excellence from everybody, and he's going to make like this whole building operate differently. Yeah. 
Justin Herbert, from like what you can tell from the outside, seems to be more of like a, a relaxed kind of dude. And they love you know, him, of course. Like, yeah, I'm not saying one is way better than the other. I'm just saying that's a difference between them. I think they have different personalities. Right. It appears like um, Justin Herbert seems to be more of that relaxed, like he's just going to go out there and ball. Right. Russell Wilson seems to be more of from that Peyton Manning type of cloth. Yes, I absolutely so, agree. Justin Herbert may be cut from more of that like John Elway type of cloth, mm. where like the physical skills are so dominant that you can kind of just go out there and play at a really high level. And I don't know that you look at. Holy smokes. Oh, gosh. Did you turn the lights off? There's a night that the lights went out in Georgia. Okay, we're back. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you look at the Broncos roster and you say they're the best at, like, wide receiver or they're the best on the offensive line or they're the best at, like, corner or something like that. They might be the best at corner, but in general, I don't, I don't know if you look at, like, individual spots because I think you could say, like, the Raiders – could have the best pass rushers with Chandler Jones and Max yeah, Crosby. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Chandler Jones. Yeah, or you could look at like um, the the Raiders and say they're they're receivers, or you could look at the Chargers and say, you know, they're they're safeties or something like that. But I think the Broncos are like second overall. second in enough of those categories. Got it. That overall, like the depth across the roster, Got it. is really good, and then they have enough star players. In terms of like a Simmons, a Sertan, a Javante Williams, yeah. you'd hope a, a Sutton or a, a Judy is like that this year. Yep. That they kind of meet that over like as a group they meet it. They might not if you went through and you gave one point for each win in a position group they might not win. But if you did like the three points for first place, two points for second place, I think they'd be probably right there. And the, the other th- add it all up, you got the Broncos. I think the Broncos because of. Russ over Justin Herbert. I think the Chargers are second. Okay. I'll say the the Chiefs are third because of Patrick Mahomes. Like, if you put Patrick Mahomes on the Raiders with the rest of the roster they have. Yeah. Oof. Watch out. Yes. Watch out. And so you've got the Raiders last in the division. Yeah, even though that they've they've made a lot of upgrades. But still, I just think it comes down to quarterback play. And it's no offense to Derek Carr because he's still probably a top 12 quarterback, something like that. But he's just a little bit off from that caliber of the rest of those guys. And the other reason I picked the Broncos is we've never seen Cortland Sutton have this type of quarterback. We've never seen Jerry Judy or Albert O or Javante Williams have this type of quarterback. Like they've been good without that. Like Cortland Sutton made a Pro Bowl in 2019 – yeah. With Brandon Allen and Joe Flacco and Drew Locke throwing the ball. Yeah. A young Drew Locke who, making his first starts of his career. Yeah. If you think, hey, now I have a Pro Bowl level quarterback, that that was always like the thing in Indy, right? Are uh, Marvin are Marvin yeah. Harrison and Reggie Wayne Hall of Famers because they played with Peyton? How good are Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders because they played with Peyton? These guys are now going to get the chance to play with somebody who elevates their game. Yeah. And I think you could easily look back at the end of this year and be like Wow, the Broncos got Corlin Sutton on a really good deal. He looks like a top 10, top 15 receiver. And so that's why it's hard to compare like Keenan Allen with Justin Herbert to what Corlin Sutton did last year yeah. with Teddy and Drew. Yeah. So Okay, so you got Broncos one, Chargers two, Chiefs three, Raiders four. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I think the the thing is, is you've got to have that elite quarterback just to be in the conversation. Yeah, you know, and I would say that in the AFC West, I agree with you. Derek Carr is probably fourth, and he's still a really good player. Yeah, and he might have the best weapons, so that's what makes it very sort of right. And you could you could convince me that the Chiefs are still one. You could convince me the yeah. Chargers are one. That the Raiders are one. Yeah, I think with Tyreek Hill, the Chiefs are probably one. Yeah. Still, without Tyree Kill, though, they drop. It's all just a lot of three. questions, I, I, and that's how close. I mean, you could convince me that any of these teams is going to win this division. Yeah. You could convince me that you know they're all going to. I put out a little poll. You know, what is a division record that would make you that would feel like a success? Yeah, we talked about. A lot of people said four and two. I, I think even getting to three and three in this division. Mm. If you're three and three, then you've got to go uh, eight and three. The rest of the way to get to like eleven and six. Yeah, you and you're playing that. you're playing teams like the Jets, the Panthers. Yeah. You know, yeah, the Colts will be harder now, but you get those guys in the Cardinals at home. It seems like everybody is coming to the AFC. It does seem like that. That's probably why Tom Brady returned. He's like, this is easy. Nobody's. In the it's like the Bucks, Rams, and Packers, and it's like nobody else. That's it. Those are the only three teams in the NFC. Do you think the AFC could borrow some of the playoff spots mm. and just bring them over to that? Could be smart. That would be. It's kind of like the Eastern Conference, Western Conference in basketball. Yeah, the West is so good. Yeah. It used to be even more pronounced than it is now, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I sort of have the ranking the same as you there, Eric. I think that I think that the exciting thing about the Broncos is you've never seen it come together. And I would just say on paper – it seems like it's going to be really good. And it might take a little while to get rolling, but if it does get rolling, I think that they probably have the best team. And the Broncos will be best off, I think, if a lot of these division games come late in the year. Yeah, once they've got that chemistry and everything rolling. But, you know, who knows? Maybe like playing the Chiefs week two when they still don't know what they're doing without Tyreek. Yeah, maybe be. that's good. So the, the Chargers scare me because they're really talented and they have a great quarterback. Yeah. But part of me is just like until you show me that you can do it. Yeah. I just I'm a little bit skeptical. Yeah. Because the Chargers always seem to find a way. They they try, they kind of charger it. Yeah. And I just don't understand why, because it's a, it's different coaches, it's different players, it's different GMs. Are you saying there's maybe like a curse? I don't I don't know, man. Yeah. And and like I would say the Staley effect there makes you always sort of be like. What's going to happen? Yeah. We don't really know what Hackett's going to be like. No. So that I think there's more unknowns with the Broncos. And if that made you concerned, I would probably say the Raiders. They're probably the most known of this. Well, but you don't know what Josh McDaniels is going to do. I guess that's true. Yeah, that's crazy. This what is going to be a really division. fun division yeah. to watch. Yeah. And you could get – I mean – We'll see what happens with some of these defenses because they're really good. But I think you're going to see a lot of games that are like 35-31 in this division. Yeah. Just people lighten yeah. up the scoreboard. The pass rushes. Do you think the Chiefs could finish last in this division? It's possible. It's possible. I think the Raiders are going to be good. Yeah, but you just put them in last. I know. But I think they're, they're still going to be good. Those Raider fans are going to come after what, what do you, you think three AFC West teams in the playoffs? Or do you think just because, like no. just because they're going to beat each other up so much that maybe no. – I think they're going to beat other teams. But I will say 
the rest of the 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 conference is just so good. I mean, even the Colts adding Matt Ryan. Yeah. I'm like they're going to be right in the mix. I mean, I they're probably the division favorite now. There are a few teams that are just like that team's not going to be good. Right. And that's it. There's like there's like maybe like three of those teams. I mean, like Baltimore, Lamar Jackson if he's back yeah. healthy, they're hard to beat. We have to, the Steelers Since, are always consistently like good. Yeah, I mean, they're going to win like, Trubisky eight makes games you at least. Yeah, but they're—I mean—they're like always just like good. Who knows if Deshaun Watson is going to play? Yeah, but the Browns, you would think, would be good. good. The Bengals, of course, just went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and the Browns were in the AFC Championship with Baker two years ago. Yeah. So like they've got the rest of the roster. The Bills are probably the best team in the AFC. Yeah. The Dolphins just got Tyreek, of course. Added Taron Armstead. Zach Wilson is a year older and. Yeah, I mean, it's Trevor Lawrence. Maybe Doug Peterson has something click with him. Yeah. It's going to be really fun, yep. and there's going to be a lot of really good teams. Because let's like put away the Jets and the the Jags, but like Texans. all four of the AFC West teams: yep. the Bengals, the Browns, the Ravens, the Colts, and Titans. Like that's nine yep. teams there that I think have. You know the Bills. That's ten teams. Yeah, they're really good teams. The three of those are always going to be yeah, good. Yeah, three of those teams. Are gonna be good. But you're going to have like three or four teams that probably would be playoff teams in the NFC that are they not going to make it. Yeah. All you got to do is get in and then see what happens. You yeah. Know? Like I think, but hey, it would be it would be great to and I, you know I don't need this to happen this year. You just hope it happens during the Russ era. Era. To host a playoff game again would just be yeah. tremendous. I would actually even like to go on the road for one, just because I've never covered a road playoff. Game. I've never covered a playoff game. Yeah, I wonder what the road is like. Yeah, I've only I've only been like one or two seats. Yeah, kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, uh, I think that like say for the Bengals, like they just got in last year and they made a run all the way. You know, so like. Yeah, like, of you course. Got to get in, and then you see what happens. You have you have that elite quarterback. Anything is really possible. All right, Eric, I think it's time for shout-outs. Yeah. You have any? I don't know. I was going to give a shout-out to Kay Schuster. Yeah. Liz Gerald's, uh, uh, what would you say, everything? Min- I don't know if I would say <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure if I would say that. But uh, in the community department, put together a nice DEI career huddle. Yep. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm-hmm. And I uh, just had a nice chat with some younger people looking to break into the sports in- industry, uh, hosted some panels, and it was a, a good conversation uh, as uh, you welcome in the next generation of, uh, of sports professionals. Definitely. So yeah. Shout out Katie Schuster. You, of course, moderated one of the panels. I did. So shout out to you. Yeah. The hair was looking pretty good. Yeah, it was nice. The suit was a little baggy. Oh, that's good. That that's good. Up. No, that's good. No, I need to get a little. I need to get that correct. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes you go back, you review the tape. That's how we get better. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And that was diff- like the that part was, was a little offline. Yeah. So you got to get the notes. Right. And then you get back, and then you get better. Yeah. Ridiculed, really, in the film room. <laughs> that's true. Just, just lambasted. Yeah. Any other shout-outs? I just I'm excited, Phil, for the coming weeks. Players will be back in the building here. Soon enough, we're probably, based on last year, probably about a month or so away from a schedule being released. Oh, Maybe a little more, little more than a month. You love the schedule. Yeah, I do. We're going to uh, the annual league meeting next, next we week. We are. We th- Maybe we'll record a nice little podcast down there. I think so. 
I think maybe you'll hear the sound of some crashing waves. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be in West Palm Beach in Florida. Maybe a little. Oh, what's that opening? I don't know. <laughs> whatever your whatever your heart desires. Use your imagination. Yeah. Huh? Use your imagination. Yeah. Should be nice. Can you hear the gulls on the coast? Yeah. And there'll be some uh, interesting topics. You know, uh, um, certainly uh, the competition committee will review what's going to happen with the overtime rules. Yep. I think that is going to be a hot button topic. That one, of course, we'll hear from Nathaniel Hackett, George Payton. Yes, we will. I'm excited. Really haven't had a chance to sit down with them and, like, uh, dissect where the, they feel like the team is at right, right. now. So uh, this will be our, our chance to others, really. One question I'm really interested in, Phil, is when Nathaniel Hackett interviewed with the Broncos, did he get a sense that George was had oh, this plan? Ooh. Like, he might not have known Wilson, but could you tell that, like, they weren't rolling with... They were going to go for it. They were going for it. Yep. I'm interested to know if he had that sense. Yeah. I do think that there's, like, this general notion that, like, George is always, like, a couple steps ahead. How true is that? Mm, you know, or do yeah. some of these things, you know, you're like, hopefully this works out, you know, and if not, you know, you got to adjust because you hear stories about how the deal came together Certainly, a lot of conversations uh, in Mobile, where you are with uh, George Payton, and then uh, I kind of brokered Jimmy, those conversations. Yeah, were you named, or were you like sort of mystery? Yeah, they were like we can't yeah. this. That was they were like some an anonymous mystery. source with perfect hair. Yeah, he only was in quarter zips. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, hard to do the quarter zip down in in uh, Florida. A little toasty. It might be a little too much. Yeah. We'll have to see. We'll, I'm going to bring one. We'll see <laughs> what happens. Of course, just in case. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to hit the golf course? Oh, I don't know if we'll have time. You always bring the clubs just in just case. Just in case, yeah. Smart. It's a good move. So, yeah, we'll be uh, coming to you from West Palm Beach next week. Uh, hopefully have some good little tidbits. Uh, we'll sit down with uh, Nathaniel Hackett and George Payton and have some uh, – we're, we're just going to hammer them. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, we are. Where, you know how we do it. Yeah. In the zone. You know. And uh, we don't have any fear. No fear. Tom Magnetti. Right. No fear. And you never give up. You, of what course. did he say? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> you just keep going. Yeah. I always deliver, I think. Always deliver. That's yeah. true. You're the, the paper, paper boy. boy. Yeah. That's true. All right. Well, uh, that is going to do it for this episode for Eric Delala. I'm Phil Milani. You've been listening to... The, the neutral zone. zone.